podcast. I'm Tyler and I'm here today with Joel. Hey, how's everyone going? Good, hopefully caffeinated. Yeah, big time. <laughs> Have you had some coffees this morning? Yeah, I've had a few actually. Yeah, had a, a brill as always, mm-hmm. but it's actually at my parents' place so they don't have a coffee machine and it's perfect because nice. we just um, take a jar of brill and away we go. We've got some <laughs> delicious coffee ready to go. That's and then um, my brother works at a roastery <clears throat> cafe on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland and uh, we um, had a batch brew, long black, flat white. <laughs> oh my gosh. All of the above. So it was definitely caffeinated on my drive home. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, I made a latte at home as usual and it was really bad. Really, really, really bad. I, uh, I just completely messed up the milk. But uh, you know when you just don't feel like making it again? So yeah. I just went with it. But uh, luckily my friend shouted me a cold brew on the way in this morning to the studio. So I'm fine. I'm happy with that. And cold <laughs> not- brews are definitely caffeinating. So Yeah, I'm not too far gone, which yeah. is good. <laughs> yeah, nice. So what are we going to talk about today? Um, well, I reckon what we should start on is what excites us the most about coffee. Okay, like, you know, yeah, like that's what- good. What gets us like really, you know, every day just getting excited about it? You know, like you can sort of fall in and out of specialty coffee, but ultimately you're always drawn back to that amazing cup every day or every morning. It's like that ritual, you know, as we've covered in in, um, past episodes, that ritual of just having that beautiful, delicate, almost like, like when you have coffee with milk, it's like a dessert. Then you have a black coffee and you're just like, you're just wanting to have you know, taste all the perfections and just nothing stopping or interfering with any of the flavor of the actual coffee itself. And, you know, that like, I think it's just so there's so much like excitement to be involved with coffee. That's it. And like, it's such a, there's so much knowledge and depth to coffee that kind of goes way beyond just like grabbing a coffee on the daily. Um, And I often get asked as well, like, how do you guys make a whole podcast about coffee? How is there that much to talk about? Like, yeah. how do you run events around it? Like so many things to talk about. And I kind of like stop and actually go back each time. I'm like, yeah, what does actually excite me about coffee? What has thrown me into this world where I'm like, all right, I suddenly want to dedicate, you know, so much time each of my week, each of my day, learning more about coffee, chatting to people like yourself, chatting to other people and making friends in that there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, and drinking it. <laughs> and drinking it is, you know... The best part. <laughs> yeah, plain and simply got to be the best part. Yeah. Um, so what are some of the things that stand out for you that really keep you coming back into coffee? Like, what is it that made you first jump into it? I mean, we've covered a little bit of that in previous episodes talking about our personal histories, but what is it about coffee? I think it's just because, like, the thing that gets me is that you can have so many different brew methods, you can drink coffee so many different ways, you can add it to food products, like, you can cook with it, like, there's a lot to do with it, like, and a lot you can, you know, involve it in, but ultimately, like, the different, I guess, uh, regions that grow coffee, how how that affects the taste, how different farming techniques, different processing methods, different coffee plant uh, varietals, like the types of trees so many different variables that can just change that like that cup you know like that caffeinated cup can just be completely changed by just a whole bunch of different things and i think that's what's really exciting about it too because you know you get like it's very innovative people want to like push the boundaries and like you know try new things people introducing like really awesome alternative milks now and things like that because obviously you know people wanting to sort of i guess kind of steer away from from dairy and things so you know like i'm pretty confident in the next few years you'll start to see like 
some alternative milks that are like used in competition and you know like five ten years down the track you'll probably find that there will be some sort of alt milk that just like you know works so well with coffee really just you know blends well similar to dairy milk like dairy milk and coffee go really well together hand in hand like you know there are people out there that don't like it but i just think the fats in dairy milk and just the complexity of dairy milk really just add to espresso and it's like cooking you know chefs use butter and fat to cook with yeah it's like there's the basic ingredient which is the coffee but there's so many other avenues that kind of stem from that and so many different paths you can take which it with it which actually makes it have so many layers (laughs) that's it and that's like just the tip of the iceberg you know like then you've just got so many other like brew methods and you know it's just it's crazy like Mm, definitely you know for me it's like the process i think that you actually have to get quite involved and like it kind of takes a lot of uh like a lot of brain space but like in a really fun creative way Mm. to actually just make a cup of coffee like a good cup of coffee um and then having to be able to approach it in different ways as well like or you might go to a cafe and you're really interested in their process so you actually are chatting to them about how they make it i think that's something that takes my uh you know fancy on it is just like the actual approach and the process of that and different recipes and how you know like there's also different opinions and all sorts of things like <laughs> yeah exactly you know it's, it's great like it's I think quite it's just, political there too yeah <laughs> yeah which i mean just like anything really like everyone has their opinion on certain things and i think it's just it's one of those great products that can just keep on giving mm, definitely and, and you can keep on pushing that um boundary and you know just keep on creating new and exciting ways to enjoy coffee well yeah it's crazy how like i'm not sure you know, there's, I'm sure there's plenty of, of different types of products and careers where like, or jobs even that you show up and it does change every day, but coffee is always going to be changing every mm. day. You know, you're going to have to be dialing it in differently or you could try something different. I was chatting to a guy uh, recently. He was saying that his brew is always changing at his home machine between breakfast time and lunchtime. Yeah. And like, that's been a <laughs> challenge, but we've been chatting on and off about that and working through those processes. And it's so rewarding once you get to that point as well, yeah. when you you figure that out or like you start to get to know your own equipment yeah, um, or your own processes, or even just like start to identify when a coffee is good or bad, or like, you know, quote unquote, good or bad um, by your standards or what yeah. you're chasing out of that cup. Yeah, I, I mean, like I, you know, um, I can completely agree with you there. Like it's just, I think there's just so many different avenues you can take it and it's just it's that's what's really exciting about it what are some of the key moments that you've had or maybe that you've come across where you felt yourself just get into that flow with it or you've you felt yourself really like you know you must even lose yourself a little bit where maybe you don't realize that you're so into it and you're so you know would it be when you're behind the machine or when you're cupping or roasting even or anything like that like where, what are some moments that stand out for you probably recently cracking open a green bean bag like you know a 60 kilo bag of green coffee and it's smelling like cider like apple oh. juice cider i was just like whoa wow. I yeah didn't expect that. and That's you're just cool. like wow it's, it smells amazing even one of the decafs that we're working with at the moment it's just like it smells incredible it like you open up that bag and you're just like Oof, like just this aroma of just like fruits and you know yeah the smell actually yeah. is a lot of it because 
I mean, that's part of your senses and part of discovering the coffee itself. But usually you would just immediately think of taste. Mm. That's where it kind of comes yep. down to. But the smell is a massive part yeah. of that experience as well. I mean, that's that's probably... And, and like also, you know, the coffee that we've had here a couple of times, that um, pastime roasters, uh, carbonic maceration, Columbia. I'm a bit like in two minds about... Like I love carbonic maceration. I think it's like crazy that, you know processing methods are just going to that absolute that's a whole massive like, topic level. That like <laughs> yeah and it, and it go uh, down as well yeah like anaerobic fermentation carbonic maceration like there's so many of these new like especially like alcoholic ways of like fermentation like fermentation used for alcohol and yeah. wine making and you know whiskey and um cognac and things like that like <laughs> They're using those techniques now for coffee, and it's pretty exciting. Yeah, I mean, like you, you've got to be very, very, very accurate with what you're doing because it can change the outcome of the coffee. Like you've spent, you know, a long time growing, and then all of a sudden you ferment it for say an extra like four hours or something. It can really change and affect. It's pretty it. scary. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you've, got a whole you've really crop you've got a whole bag of green beans. Or... Yeah, that's it. You've got you just like you've just picked a whole bunch of coffee and then you've just it's just gone crazy but then it's a really good opportunity because these farmers are now able to you know um, put their coffee onto the market and get these higher scores with um, Q grade and Mm. sell it for more which means that you know ultimately like when it comes down to it if it tastes great does it matter which way it's processed or which you know as long as they're obviously not adding you know chemicals and things to yeah, it yeah totally but, it keeps it keep keeping it but natural if they're just and... using fermentation processing then you know why not like why not do that type of thing I and agree, yeah if their score is going to go from like an 84 to like a 90 you know it's like that farmer then can sell it for more and then it goes back to them and you know a lot of these countries are, that grow amazing coffee are developing or third world nations and it's great that they can get that money back into their communities hire more people you know pay for like dental care and things like that for their employees and you know it's it's just that's amazing it's cool it's cool how it's just like literally just like the game is changing and it's constantly changing which is amazing i think we've discovered one of joel's areas of passion within coffee (laughs) (laughs) going back to the farming uh you know the origins of the actual coffee and yeah seeing it come out in all different ways there like it's crazy just how many types of coffee we can have uh, from what could be the same, you know, essentially the same crop, but different processing methods, different Absolutely. times of year, mm-hmm. uh, different different years itself. You know, one crop could be completely different the next following year. Um, and I actually love too when you go to a cafe and they actually tell you that, you know, they've got maybe the second batch from a certain um, farm and how much difference it, different it is or whether it's developed or whether they provided, you know, maybe some different tools that the uh, farm has been able to use to develop their coffee further. And yeah, I love seeing that connection there as well. Yeah. There's so many different points we could talk you about. Know, eh? The weather's not the same every every year. Mm. Of course you get seasons, but climate change is playing a big part in this now. And so farms farmers are now finding it harder to, you know, get consistency in growing crops. So flavor profiles do sort of change and, you know, it's, it's becoming more challenging yet insane that other areas are able to now grow coffee when they probably weren't able to 50 years ago or so so yeah. i mean it's like one of those like 
bit of a touchy subject, but yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's there's know. pros and cons to it, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Different uh, <laughs> different sides to look at with it, but yeah, it is cool to see it developing and um, seeing that education go further. At the end of right the day, back it's to the source, an organic product. It's not always going to be the same. It can vary, and I think that's that's the really cool thing about it. Yeah, it's it's <clears> even <throat> just cool. Like when you get a bag of coffee. Um, I find it quite interesting to see that develop over, say, the two weeks that you use it. Yep. I mean, that would usually be the fresh windows, maybe, say, two weeks from roast, would you say? I'd probably or say seven, three weeks. seven to 21 days, yep. but it all just depends as well, the roasting profile. Yeah, a know, week how... in and then a couple of weeks after that. Yeah. Um, but it's really cool to see the flavors change as you're making that at home or, yep. you know, <laughs> just in that different time. And how you've got to change your recipe over that time as well. Yep. Like, you know, you could be using the same recipe for the first sort of like between seven to you know 18 days and all of a sudden the last like few days of you using the rest of the bag it just you're just like i can't get it to taste right yeah so you gotta add a bit more coffee change your brew ratios do all that sort of thing and yeah it's really exciting <laughs> it's cool oh crazy world yeah this is uh this is good to even remind us of this because uh i, I keep going going back to that question like yeah when i do get asked what is so interesting about coffee is like it's actually so many that i almost draw a blank uh, yeah so many reasons that i draw a blank at first i'm like where do I start with this? Yeah. <laughs> well, you can talk, make... about, talk about one thing and then all yep. of a sudden you're like, hang on, what's this? And you go on a tangent and you're just like down some rabbit hole where you're just like, there's so many other rabbit holes that I that bring me back to this thing. Yeah. Well, it's good too, like when we're talking about friends. Um, I love having some friends around to make coffee for, or even if we're doing it on Instagram or something like that. And um, just having that process of being able to share that with friends and then actually try it out for themselves. Maybe yep. they're making a V60 for the first time. And you're sort of instructing them on that or, you know, maybe they're just watching and they're like, I didn't even know you could do this. Like, um, just that process is really cool to have fun with and share. Yeah. That's <laughs> it's Yeah. So it's, it's a good time. It's like when I'm training, uh, like new accounts that we get on, I start, you know, I do a training session with them and like, first thing I say to them, it's like usually about a two hour training session. I say to them, I'm like, I am going to absolutely hammer you guys with a lot of information. <laughs> However, incoming, I don't expect you to retain every bit of that. And we're going to continue to work with you over the duration of you using our coffee. Mm. So it's just like, you know, you just const like I go through like identifying under extracted, over extracted, optimal extraction. I think that's probably one of the most important things to go through. Okay. Like, I guess beginners, because you mm. show them like, you make a under extracted shot and then you make it well first of all actually i'd make a perfect shot or like as perfect as we can get it mm -hmm. i don't think you can ever make the most <laughs> yeah. perfect shot it's always there, gonna there be can always be something better <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what that, i guess that's what excites me about coffee as well because you're always like you're always like oh, i can make it i can make it better i, can, yeah. I reckon it's i can make it driving for that perfect yeah. cup or yeah. at least getting it as close to what you think it's going to be like which that's you know, it predictable <laughs> trying to like hit all of those tasting profiles that the or tasting notes that the coffee you know the single origin or the blend or whatever is like showcase for yeah and so what i'll do is i'll you know go okay this is what the shot's meant to taste like we're tasting you know blueberry cacao hazelnut and they're like oh yeah i can actually and you're sort of just guiding them through it you know you're at the first sip you're like oh i'm getting the blueberry and then oh yeah i get that nice sort of cacao and then that kind of hazelnut finish as you you know and then that lingering flavor in your mouth is you know something else um and then i go okay let's try under extracted it's where you get like sort of sour like hollow flavors like it's a bit flat you know there's not you're like you're a bit like it's a bit sort of you know 
unripe mm. in a way. Um, and then I, you know, make them a over-extracted coffee where you start to get like the bitterness and the, you know, like astringency and not really like those ideal flavors that you want. They're sort of a bit more harsher than, you know, okay. say a optimal extraction or an under-extraction. And I think that's like the ultimate starting point when teaching or like talking to someone who's super fresh into coming That's great coffee. to know. I didn't yeah. even know that myself. I mean, I've sort of tried that stuff at home. Yeah. Where I can, you know, have an, a rough, loose idea of like, okay, I think this is under-extracted. I think this is over-extracted. Yeah. Or like, this feels spot on. It tastes spot on. It, it's got a good mouth feel, like that sort of thing. Yeah. But I haven't thought of doing it where you've got all three. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you can sort of put them all back to back. Like, you don't have them sitting side by side because obviously temperature yep. change and things like that. Like, but like you start off with one, then do another and then do another. And then you kind of like, you get a much more sort of understanding, like sort of spectrum of where coffee can go, which I think is really exciting. That is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing, and this is just a little question that came to mind and it's something that I've been wondering because I've been finding with the better coffee that I have at home, the more forgiving it seems to be. Is that a thing? You know, I, like, like, you I, I, th- I think it is. Like, I think, you know, you, you're just going to get a lot more... I guess um, it's just when it comes down to like a quality thing. Like if the, it comes actually back to its roots, the tree, the quality of farming techniques, soil, you know, processing methods. Like I think they play a big part in that. And also roast profile as well, roasting it properly, making sure that it's cooked all the way through and Mm -hmm. it's not, you know, overdeveloped underdeveloped you know like it it becomes like it's not only just extraction at home or at work or wherever there's a whole other pathway that starts before that so (laughs) you know if that's all kind of in line and then you go home and you're like oh that ran five seconds shorter or five seconds longer or yeah actually still tastes pretty good like i'm still pretty pretty happy with the situation that i often have i generally think press the button off a little too late or something (laughs) yeah Everyone else before you has done a really good job. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the team down. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you're you're at, the, you're at the front of the train, and then everyone at the back's done the, done what they meant to do, and then you're just like, oh, whoops, I took the wrong turn, guys, but we'll still get there in the end. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I took a shortcut. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is crazy. It's almost a lot of pressure sometimes having that being like the end of the line. Yeah. But you know. If you're the one then tasting it, then no one else is going to know at least. <laughs> the, the worst is actually when I am training one of our new wholesale accounts and I make them like an under or over extracted coffee and they go, I really like this one. I'm like, yeah. Like, I mean, you, you know, you can't go, oh, you shouldn't. Like, you yeah. just go, well, that's just what they like. like. Yeah, fair enough. There are actually, I've noticed that like, especially especially coffee these days, there's a lot of under extraction happening. Oh, and okay. there's a lot of like... Yeah, right. Like, it's not hugely, it's just that you... How do you identify that? uh, It's just more sort of sourness coming through. Like, you get more of... It's more of the sour, but people confuse it with, like, acidity. Like, a balanced acidity is where it's just, like, this really nice sort of, like, coating of... It's like, it's, it's almost like juiciness. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that that's probably a describer of a good I do know acidity. what you mean. Because like when I've had a really good espresso shot, I, it's like that. Tastes juicy, like, yep. but it's like, it's like you've almost just eaten a piece of fruit and you're like, you know, the fruit's not going to be under or over extracted because it's fruit's <laughs> yeah. great. And it's like the <laughs> juice the right, and the... ripeness. <laughs> yeah, like the juice and like the pulp and everything together, like, yeah, works Yeah, it brings well. a smile on my face. I just like, if I have a good espresso shot, I just take a sip and I'm like... Yeah. Like, big smile on my face yeah I can't help it and like that's when I know it's just really hit that spot yeah and then like a lot of I think people now sort of go 
especially with like sour beers and things like that these days. Mm. Like I like sour. Like I, I like I used to eat warheads when I was a kid and stuff like that. <laughs> like I do like a bit of like I would wash off you the know, sour stuff. Yeah. <laughs> See, like you get like, like my daughter, she loves blueberries and I just would eat a blueberry and some of the really small ones are really like punchy and you're just like, yeah. whoa, like it's just like mm, bit, <laughs> bit of a zing. And I like, I like that. And then like, I've noticed that there are a lot of like baristas and roasters and things like that who tend to sort of just go that more sort of route there where right. I don't think it's a bad thing. I'm not saying that they're doing anything wrong. I just think that there is a bit of a trend in that sense where people's taste like I, th- I find it to be younger the younger crowd coming through which okay. is like it's you know yeah. fair enough that's just a demographic and a market that likes those sort of like more tangy flavor profiles you know and while we're on flip yeah sorry. I'm, a, I'm a big fan <laughs> of sour beers as well so that's that's probably i'm probably one of those like if you know we were talking to a professional brewer of beer they'll probably just like oh these bloody sours all these kids are coming through <laughs> yeah. and i'll be like i'm one of those guys yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> quickly on that note as well um with the the roast profiles and stuff like that i think we've briefly touched on this on some other episodes but i i'm always curious too to, to know like um i've just seen a bit of a trend myself with a lot of the specialty coffee roasters that i go to regularly um or like the cafes that serve the the um uh, the roastery coffee that i like um the cooked beans yeah the cooked beans seem to be a lot lighter roasted yeah uh, the places that i regularly go compared to some other places um and maybe even like a bit of an older demographic um i've just found to maybe enjoy the darker roasts a bit more like do you think that's actually true or is that just something that i've sort of picked up uh look it depends like i think like you can have a really light roast but you can have a still have a developed coffee yeah so you can still have it's almost like say you're cooking something on the barbecue mm-hmm. you know i'm not going to say meat or veg or anything because you know <laughs> cooking 2020 something. these days <laughs> cooking something on the barbecue if you're punching it with heaps of like flame yeah it like charcoals the outside yeah and then the inside's still raw it adds like yep. that specific taste to it yeah so it's like similar to roasting if you just like hit it with a lot of like i guess heat mm-hmm. and don't sort of gradually let that heat kind of like cook all the way through or evenly then you're going to get like developed on the outside and then the inside's going to be undeveloped and sort of things like that. Like it's like, that's kind right. of like a, like layman's way of explaining, yep. but that's sort of like how you think about it, you know, with, and I think there are some people roasting these days where you can like, like I said, you can cook, like, you know, you can have a really light roast, but it still can be very developed in the yeah. coffee. Um, I do sort of feel like sometimes when people go an Omni roast, it's a bit of a like cop out. Not like not a cop out, but it's just like I see it as like, oh, you can use it both. Let's just leave it as that. Right. When I'm like, well, why don't you just so you you're, you're saying you could develop it a little bit further either way. Yeah. So you could develop it yeah. a little bit further for espresso roast, mm-hmm. or you can like you know keep it as it is and use it for filter coffee. Right. And you know there are some people who you know have very very light espresso roast where I'm probably like I've used that coffee for then filter and I'm like this tastes way better as a filter coffee than it does as espresso. If it was just a little bit more developed, yeah, right. it would have really cut through. And you'll notice that like a lot of those really light coffees, they will taste quite weak in milk. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and it's like, it's, it's some people- it's mostly know. the filters I'm talking about too. I yeah. I specify that. Yeah, more okay. like the single origin filter coffee. Yeah. Um, filter roast that, um, you know, I've noticed. Um, but also on the espresso side, it seems to be a lot darker or heavier. Yeah. Um, at some places that I'll go and 
I've just identified that that seems to be a bit of a consistent thing yeah, that I'm like seeing. But yeah. People like a bit more body and that sort of thing mm. as opposed to more sort of like the lighter profiles that can come out of it. Again, as we always say here, it always comes down to personal preference. Totally. There are yeah. a lot of people out there's there. There's no right or wrong there either. Absolutely, Absolutely. not. Like I, I don't think that there's any right or wrong. Like there's just... I do think that, you know, sometimes people might be limiting their market a little bit by, mm-hmm. you know, doing that type of thing. But hey, you know... That's totally fine though. That's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's people wouldn't. Where they're aiming. People don't want to spend fifty bucks on instant coffee, and I'm selling instant coffee. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not going to stop you. That's nah, fine. I don't, I'm like it's Easter. Definitely own. a market can, there for you it. You can keep going to your Nest cafes. But it's good, but it's I appreciate good. that there are those different ones as too. And like, I love that seeing that people have their own locals and their own tastes, and yep. whether that's that they'd like a darker roast or an omni roast or a lighter roast or a filter roast or whatever it is, it's nice that they can identify that that's pretty cool i think that's the first step towards appreciating coffee more in general that's it and what we're all about here that's it and (laughs) you know like at the end of the day if it tastes really good do you do you think (laughs) well um i definitely want to throw that to the audience as well that love to hear more about what you guys actually look for in a coffee uh in a specialty coffee hopefully (laughs) yeah but um you know you know (laughs) if you find some non-specialty coffee out there that tastes really good let us know and we'll try totally. it we'll definitely try it <laughs> yeah. um but yeah i just want to i'd love to to keep that conversation going for sure and actually um also like back to what this episode is sort of sparking on which was what actually gets you excited about coffee what keeps you coming back what keeps yeah. you listening to this podcast uh is a great example because you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you didn't have something sparking your interest about coffee every day that's it that's it <laughs> you know um as well another thing for me too is is that cafe interaction we talked about this on our last episode yeah which is about the cafe experience and um a lot of the the you know the excitement around coffee is the culture and it's just sharing that experience of having a coffee with a friend or ducking into your local uh, coffee um or cafe and chatting to the baristas there and just having a nice experience to start off your day um, that in itself can just be enough to keep you coming back to coffee every day. Yeah, <laughs> not absolutely. actually just the coffee that you're getting. Like, yeah, I mean, there are people that wake up in the morning, they probably have a, you know, subpar coffee at home that they make themselves, and they they know that they're just like, this isn't the best, but they're like, I can't wait to get to the office, log in, set up, check my emails quickly, and then bang down to the cafe. And That's exactly what I did today. Get, yeah, <laughs> get, get someone to make me a beautiful coffee and not have to think about it. And like, you know, like even this morning, like my brother made me a few coffees and I was just like, it's so nice <laughs> when someone makes you a really good coffee and you don't have to do anything. And yeah, it's nice. Like, Thank you. It is good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Or you like, you go away for a couple of days to a place that doesn't yeah. have, you know, your regular <laughs> coffee shops and you're just like so excited to get yeah. back to back to them it gives you a bit of a fresh um, that's it you know excitement on them i messaged him and i was just like appreciation those coffees, those coffees are so good i'm so appreciative of he's like oh, oh that's thanks, nice man i was like oh mate just mate like i had that sip and i was just like drive home's gonna be a bloody dream <laughs> definitely yeah <laughs> yeah alex and i had that recently when we found a place at the coast on the drive home about to hit that highway traffic yeah i was like oh, there's got to be a good cafe around here and we found one uh serving up some slide coffee. yeah nice from the sunny coast and um it was awesome just yeah, pulled cool. right in there and um yeah grabbed one grabbed a couple for the road and that was a great drive home. yeah yeah that's it <laughs> nice well uh we might finish this episode there but we have heaps more to talk about this on our next episode absolutely uh so as always guys uh, 
reach out to us, send us a message, let us know what you're enjoying about coffee, what keeps you coming back into the loop of specialty coffee and what keeps you coming back and listening to us. Yeah, <laughs> and any, any ideas on episodes or things you want to know about and, you yeah. know, that we can help you out on, then yeah. Definitely. Uh, so I'm Tyler, this is Joel. Go follow The Monday on uh, Instagram. It's at the.monday.coffee. Uh, of course, Joel has uh, his project, which is Brill Instant Specialty Coffee. Uh, what's the handle for that one? Uh, Brill Coffee. Brill Coffee. Yeah. Go check them out. And uh, guys, keep enjoying coffee every day. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. We'll see you guys in the next one. See you, team. Cheers.